Welcome to the Art of Simple Hypnosis with Rob DeGroove. Rob's goal is to keep hypnosis simple and uncomplicated, fast, powerful, and effective techniques. In this show, Rob talks with leaders of the hypnosis industry on how to keep hypnosis simple and effective on the therapeutic side as well as on the business side. Enjoy, learn, and by all means, keep it simple. So, Helen, welcome to the Art of Simple Hypnosis. So, uh, let's uh, start with the first question. And uh, the first question is about mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes, and uh, most of the time we learn about our mistakes. So, what was your biggest mistake that you made as uh, a business owner or hypno- hypnosis business owner or as a hypnotist uh, in common? Okay. Well, I, I don't really see any part of the business journey as a mistake. I really don't because um, I just feel that with every challenge and every obstruction, we learn, we grow, we move on. So I struggle to find mistakes in my business journey. I mean, there are things that I could have done earlier perhaps, um, but in terms of mistakes, um, okay, look, I'll I'll pick one. I would have to say, choosing staff to work at my clinic that where I had to convince them to work as opposed to they were very, very keen and they saw it as an amazing opportunity. I would actually, I would say that is, that was a mistake because, um, you know, then you're starting off with um, almost like the imbalance of, of power so that um, all my other staff after that were so grateful to, to come and work here and you get a completely different type of um, therapist working for you. So I would say that is never thinking that you need a particular staff person to work in your business. Um, if they're not a hundred percent in it or a thousand percent in it, there'll be somebody better that will come along. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Especially in the beginning, it's not that easy to, to select staff members uh, because I think as a business owner, we always think that that our staff will will work as hard or as uh, with as much um, motivation as we do ourselves. So sometimes it's it's quite difficult to find somebody who wants to put the same effort in the business as we do ourselves, of course. So that's uh, yeah, I can imagine that in the beginning that's a bit difficult, but. Once you're more in the business, you know what type of staff that you want. Exactly. That suits your own your own uh, personality, of course. That's that's also yeah, really important. Yeah, and and to know that sometimes you know when I first started, I felt like staff needed to have a certain type of you know a certain amount of experience before they started. In fact, as long as they've got the training, everything is trainable. Yeah. And often the staff that are better, I have found, are the ones that don't have the actual experience because then you can really get them to do things your way and everything is just so much smoother when that happens and so i find that inexperienced but highly trained staff are the best staff to have as opposed to someone who's been working for years and does things their way and doesn't want to do things your way the the one staff member i had to fire uh in in the past was the one that already did some coaching not hypnosis but did some coaching before she started working with me so all my other staff members or all my students they they start from scratch at my school yes uh, they didn't same. have any experience in hypnosis in coaching in 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 working with people so i could train them and i could could uh, work them into my business 
as I wanted them to work in my business. And that's, that's exactly. really, when you have somebody with a lot of experience, they bring that experience with them and they, they want, they, they keep working in that way. And sometimes that will give a conflict. So, yeah, I think that's yeah. the, yeah, it's, I think that's the best way to go to with, with unexperienced, but good trained uh, hypnotherapists. Exactly. And, and, you know, with what you've said, all my staff have since been my students and, um, and that is, I found that system just works so well so well and they're so grateful to work here yeah so yeah that's and then you know what what, what uh, types of uh, techniques they're using you can step in you can give them advice when they're using techniques that you are not aware of you can't mm -hmm. give them advice or sometimes you see them do things that you think oh well, what are they doing yeah. and, but now you know what they are doing because you trained them and that's that's uh, that's really an exactly. advantage of course exactly yeah yeah. So uh, let's go to the more positive things. What is the best decision you ever made for your uh, hypnosis business? Well, interestingly, I would say the most, um, the best thing that I ever did for my hypnosis business is actually to get staff. So when I was in the position where I knew I had to get someone else because it was just too much work for me as another hypnotherapist, I was full of fear because it's like nobody can do what I can do, like my clients and what about if they learn everything and then they leave and all these sort of fears. But then when I did my plan in terms of how much income I needed to earn, it was very clear that I needed more than one person at a particular time slot. So no matter how much I was charging, which was, you know, very high rates, and no matter how much I was working, it was, I still wanted to go to the next level. And so then I realized that in order to get to the next level, I needed multiple income streams happening from that same time slot. Once I realized that, then it was like no brainer. I had to do it and I went into it. Really, I should have done that 18 months earlier. So the moment I, I hired my first hypnotherapist, now, basically where I'm at with HypnoFit now is that it's self-run. So the clinic itself is self-run. I don't even have to be here. My, you know, sales money manager is here. My hypnotherapists are here. Everything runs by itself. And that's, you know, that's the ideal position because then I can spend all my time like you training hypnotherapists so that I've got a completely different arm to the business that I can completely devote to as opposed to um, in the business working and seeing clients. So I would say that is definitely um, the best decision I made. I could have made it earlier, but, um, you know, it all worked out in the end. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I think we're, we're on the same level there. Uh, for me also, the moment I start uh, hiring staff, I could, uh, my, my business is always, that's, that's, that's what's giving me the opportunity to travel and teach other people. Uh, now I'm for two months in, uh, abroad in Bulgaria. I have an office here. I work here. Uh, my business in Belgium uh, is running. The seven therapists are working. Everything is, most of the things are going uh, automated. Somebody picks up the phone. Uh, I even never saw that girl that's picking up my phone. Uh, it's a company <laughs> that does it for me uh, because yeah, awesome. we, I have some administration stuff also working. And, and that's, that's, yeah, that's for me also one of uh, the best decisions ever. And uh, as you said, um, it, in first, it's, it's a bit like, uh, okay, my clients are used to me and, and, and yeah. uh, uh, am I going to find somebody who can, but now um, my seven therapists, they are, they are more into doing therapy than myself. I still see clients. Exactly. But exactly. they are more into it and they are the real therapist I'm, and they don't have to care a lot about the business and I can care about the business and, and, and finding new stuff and, and, and changing the business as we have to do uh, 
nowadays and and that's going to make the turn to the topic that you choose to talk about um to give advice about that uh, topic uh, on how to change your uh, to your business uh, in these challenging times and and i saw you doing it uh, perfectly uh, uh, the moment the moment i left australia uh, you fl you fly back home uh, to melbourne and you start changing your business as i did the Everything. moment i landed in Everything. belgium i start I, I was like two days like a bit down and a bit depressed because i had to leave australia too soon than i was planned i had a terrible jet lag because we were like 30 hours on on the in the air and then we came in belgium and every, every the country was changed my business was down so i was like two days uh, thinking and a bit like depressed and then I, I i woke up at five in the morning uh, because of the jet lag and i start working on on new things uh, getting my business online and i think that's that's what you did uh, yourself oh straight away straight away so you know i went into straight away and like yourself it was a shock but um so much of my business is dependent was dependent on live events and um, I had a booked out retreat in May at the Gold Coast, which was completely booked out. And uh, I had to make a decision very early on as to what I was gonna do. And um, I didn't wanna sit there and wait for the government to, to tell me what, what was gonna happen. I had to make the call, what was I gonna do to make sure that the people that I have sold programs to and have sold the retreats to will get more value not less value with the current circumstances. So then I had to think about what can I do? What can I give them so that they're happy with, with what they get from me because they can't do the live event like they thought they were going to. Yeah, the thing well, what I was, uh, especially uh, also in, in Belgium, I saw it with a lot of my students and I saw it worldwide with a lot of uh, hypnotherapists. A lot of them, they were just complaining and, and uh, we can't do sessions anymore and we don't have an income. And, 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 uh, and okay, one of the, the, the worst things that can happen is when you don't see an end date. Uh, there is, the, like you said, you can't wait on the government just to decide when you can reopen your business because they didn't know it either because it's, it's everywhere different. Uh, they don't know what the outcome is of the problem. But exactly, uh, yeah, a lot of them were just like, yeah, taking it. Okay, now we are in lockdown. We can't do sessions. We have like uh, a long holiday and they were not doing a lot. So um, for, for now you talked about uh, your, your teaching events, but what did you change uh, on your uh, hypnotherapy uh, business? Okay, so with my hypnotherapy business, um, we actually decided, I decided that the clinic would stop seeing clients face to face, even before the government told us to. And that was because at that stage, it was an unknown in terms of, well, where are we at? And, you know, in terms of infections and COVID-19 and I, we didn't know what situation we were in. It was all unknown. And so I decided to do the socially responsible thing. We contacted all our clients and we decided to go via Zoom. So the initial impression was that, um, you know, they didn't, many, many clients didn't even know that you could do hypnotherapy over Zoom. So they didn't even know that was possible. And so to explain that it's very powerful, very possible, and that, you know, now is not the time for them to pull out of their sessions with us because now is the time that they need our support more than ever. Mm -hmm. And so it was having those conversations with every client and reassuring them of that. So that was really, really important. And um, with that way, we were able to retain most of our clients um, by having 
Zoom sessions. And that way I didn't have to wait for the government to say, okay, now you can't, you can't see clients anymore because we had already made that decision. And that's the way that I've run the business all the way through to, to now is I decide how I'm going to run my business, not an external force. And that way I don't feel like a victim. I feel like, you know, this is my business and I'm empowered and I can decide the strategy for the business. Yeah. So, and uh, is there a percentage that you can, that you have in your mind from how many people were really uh, uh, okay to go to the online sessions? Because I, I know it, it's, it's very different in, in all different areas in the world. Uh, I can imagine in Australia, people are more used to, to uh, use Zoom for meetings and conversations because of the, the, the distance, the big distance in, uh, in Australia. So, were most of your clients were happy to do an online session or was, yes. it, was so, it difficult yeah. to convince them? Uh, look, most clients were happy and most clients were pleasantly surprised that, you know, it was even possible. So most clients were happy. We had a, a small percentage that wanted, you know, a refund, tiny percentage in terms of future sessions. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a tiny percentage that wanted to wait mm -hmm. until they could see us face to face because that was their preference but most were very happy to go to go online yeah okay yeah so yeah that was the the, the big the difference with belgium uh there most of the people they say oh we wait and because um our government they they announced a lockdown for like two weeks or three weeks so most of the people say oh we can wait three weeks no no worries but then of course the lockdown was uh was was getting longer and, and longer so but still then most of the the belgian people because they're not used to uh to use zoom because our country is so small, uh, you can't even drive for more than two hours in our country. So everybody is used to just drive somewhere and do an appointment or see their relatives. So they, they don't do a lot of uh, video calls. But the, it is, as you said, the moment they, they get informed that you, that you can do it, that, it, that it's all, that it, the quality is the same, that sometimes it's even better. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's for me, I, I, like, I like doing sessions uh, online. For me, it's, it's a great tool. Um, nowadays, the, the connections are okay. The, the video is, is clear. Everything is, is, is good. But still then, uh, a lot of people were like, no, no, we want to do a session uh, in person. So, uh, so the moment, the moment we, we, we were able to reopen uh, our business, our schedule was full. And that was the big yeah. difference with people who were uh, like just doing nothing that period. So I think it's really important uh, that even when, 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 when an external force decided that you can, can't work anymore, that you still keep busy and 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 inform exactly. your clients exactly. and, and talk about it and yeah. and and that's what i said straight away rob was that it's so important that we show up and that we are front of mind for our clients and that they know that we are there for them it's because we the same thing happened with our business um when i compared the figures from june 2020 to june 2019 we had a 335 percent increase in sales hmm. so people think that you know oh people have got no money and people are not going to want to purchase services that's not the case at all in fact all online services for these sort of um, situations have increased dramatically since COVID-19 and so because we showed up straight away because we made the phone calls straight away and we weren't like oh, I don't know what to say to the clients because we made those calls then we were the ones that they contacted the moment they wanted to yeah, exactly. I think the, the biggest mistake that, that people were uh, making was 
actually thinking that because of COVID-19, people don't have money. It's, it's the opposite. Exactly. It's the opposite because the, the ones that, are, that were still working, uh, especially here in Europe, most of them are in a, a social security system, even if their, their uh, factory was closed or they, they were still getting uh, money. But they couldn't spend it because everybody was in lockdown. So they couldn't go out uh, to dinner. They couldn't go on a, on a short <laughs> holiday. So they were saving money. So people are actually, it, it's, it's more the yeah. business owners that are in trouble, but not, not the, the, the working people. They were, they were saving money. So, so that, that was one of the, the, the biggest mistakes that I heard. Yeah, people will not have, will not have the money to spend on, on hypnotherapy. Of course, now they have the money to spend on hypnotherapy because they can't spend it anywhere else. So Exactly. But you know what I feel? I feel that if we as therapists have this poverty mindset where, um, oh, you know, people don't have any money, then that's how can we create abundance for our clients? Because we've got the poverty mindset. So if we have the mindset of abundance and that there is plenty for all, and you know what I'm offering is so valuable that of course people are going to pay for it, then we're able to do that for our clients too. We're able to bring about abundance for our clients as well. But if we're thinking differently, energetically, we can't attract that for our clients either. That's what I really believe. Yeah, I, I know that is one of the, the things that I, I struggle most to, to convince my students that, they, that hypnotherapy is not something that you have to give away for free or that you have to, uh, to say, yeah, but, but yeah, a smoker. And, and if you, uh, then, I, then I just say, okay, do the maths. Just, just do the maths and calculate how much money he spends on a yearly basis on buying those stinking cigarettes. And then, yeah, yeah the, and then they are like, yeah, okay, if you see it that way. I say, yeah, but, but sometimes they have, a, they have a problem. Like like weight loss, just ask your clients how much money they spend on, on all those different types of mm. diets or programs or exercise programs or, or protein shakes. And then, and then my, my, my exactly. students are like, oh, yeah, yes, actually, yeah, I, I spent, I, last year, I spent myself like 1,000 uh, euros on those things. I said, okay, and so you think that the session is too expensive. So that, that's, that's a mindset that, yeah. that sometimes, especially with, with uh, and I, I don't know, uh, it, it is the same in, in Australia, because one of the things that I, um, what, for me, was really surprising that in Australia, uh, the, the, the convention that you organized, where most of the, the attendees were female. And normally when you go somewhere in the world, most of the attendees are, are uh, male uh, hypnotherapists. So for me, it was a, a very good experience to see that in, uh, but uh, something changed in my courses as well. When I started doing trainees in Belgium, most of my students were male and now most of them are females. But what I, what I um, experienced during the years is that especially the females are harder to convince that they can ask uh, a good amount of money for hypnotherapy. Yeah. I don't know if you have this, the same uh, because exactly. you're a female. I don't have to convince you about asking uh, a good amount of money for uh, hypnotherapy, but I see it a lot with, with my students, especially the female students. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because they're in that caring, nurturing mindset and it's very hard for them to understand that, you know, we are still carers and nurturers and want the best for our clients, but that should not take away from the fact that we need to charge for what we're worth mm. and charge for what we give. And in fact, I believe that, you know, when you, when you do put that kind of value on your services, the client um, also transforms, you know, 
far quicker because they have that perception of that value as well. But, you know, you have to live up to it. You've got to give a professional service. So, you know, you charge for it, but you have to live up to it. You've got to give that service. Yeah, I think that that's really important. Of course, when you when you ask a fair amount of money, then of course your your, uh, your mindset has to be there. Your, your involvement, your motivation. Uh, yeah, that's really 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 important for me. One of the things that I uh, changed since my my uh, former business, uh, I was in entertainment. I was never sick. I was uh, lots of the time I was sick, but I was always on stage because the show must go on. But I never yeah. do that with, with hypnotherapy. When, when, I, when I don't feel well, I, I cancel the appointment because for me as a, as a hypnotist, it's really important that I'm feeling okay, that I'm at 100% exactly. fit. Because I, my, my sessions are short, uh, really short, but I put a lot of power in my sessions. So I mm. need to be really fit. I need to be at, at top 100% top of my game because otherwise yeah. I can't do a good session. So in, in this type of business, I sometimes just call my client. Okay, we have to reschedule because I'm, I'm not feeling good or... or uh, but I couldn't do that in my, in my, uh, even, uh, when, when I, when I'm teaching, uh, I, I want to be 100%, uh, on top of my game. So that's, that's, yeah, I think that's really important, uh, in, in hypnotherapy. And then of course, when you ask uh, a fair amount of money, uh, of course you have to, to put all that, uh, motivation, all that energy in that session to get your client where he wants to be. Yeah, exactly. Like on Monday, I didn't feel like my energy was right. And I did, you know, I was scheduled to see a client on Monday and um, I cancelled it for exactly that reason. I mean, I was okay. Um, and in years gone by, I wouldn't have cancelled it. But, you know, you know, she's paying a lot of money and I want to be so in there with her and my intuition has to be razor sharp. And I knew that I wasn't sharp. You know, I could, I could go with emotions, but that's not good enough. I needed to give her more than that. And, um, and that's why I did cancel her on Monday and, you know, I'm going to see her on Friday instead because that, because of that reason, I want to give everything of me to, to the clients. Yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons that, uh, the, the few sessions that I'm still doing, uh, during the week, I always, uh, schedule them in the morning because when I, when I start working on my business and doing whatever that I'm doing, uh, creating stuff or, or doing the marketing or whatever, uh, or, or designing a website or whatever. And then I, let, let's say I work for two or three hours and then I have to do a session. Then my mind is still on, on that work that I was doing because my mind is still thinking. So I really want to, to start my day with my sessions and then clear my mind and, and work on the business. So that's, uh, that's yeah, for me, it's really important because perfect, when, I, when I used to do sessions, uh, like five, six sessions a day, then, then in between, sometimes I was, I was uh, just doing something at my office. And then for me, it was quite difficult to, to concentrate, to focus on that client again. So I think that's really important um, that you can just focus on your client. I had one of my therapists now, she asked me to do like only uh, three days a week sessions anymore, but she does uh, a few sessions more. So her sessions uh, in a week is the same amount, but she says then I, that those are my therapist days. And then all the other days I can do whatever I want to do. Business and I just, I just, yeah, I just focus the, these days on the clients. To, so my total focus can be on the clients. And I think that's, that's yeah, really, really, Excellent. really important.
So um, let's talk about keeping hypnosis simple. Uh, the, the actually the the topic of the show. Uh, um, so the art of simple hypnosis. Uh, for me, it's really important that you you don't overcomplicate uh, hypnosis. So is there any advice that you can give to our viewers uh, on how to keep hypnosis simple uh, and not uh, overcomplicated? Absolutely, absolutely. So. I think that, you know, it's really important for therapists to understand, hypnotherapists, what are we trying to achieve here? So rather than just learning a technique, and this is what you do, and this is what you say, and this is what you do, what's the purpose of that? So you understand it. So whenever I teach my students, before I teach, you know, the phrases that work, and I teach the conceptual, what are we trying to do here? And that way, you know, you can understand what you're trying to do and you can change it accordingly. So it's really important to understand what's the purpose, what are we trying to achieve here? Because too many people, um, you know, try and learn something by rote, but don't understand what they're saying, what they're doing, you know, they need to understand what is going on. And, you know, even with, you know, rapid inductions as an example, um, I remember that uh, in, early on in my hypnotherapy journey I had this block about you know being stuck on not trusting myself to do them and I ended up doing three different courses to learn them and then something that one of my trainers said stuck with me and she said it really doesn't matter yep. it really doesn't matter I mean the purpose is to shock the client right yep. so you can just you can just make it up and as soon as she said that it just like it all, all the fears, all the blocks of doing it right just left me. And I thought, oh, I just make this up. And, you know, and then that's what I was doing is all the things I knew, just put them together, mash them up, do whatever you want. And there's no right and there's no wrong because what are you trying to achieve? You're achieving, you know, you're giving something that the client's not expecting. And so you don't have to do it with these steps. You can do it with other steps to do that. So understand what you're trying to achieve. Like when you do parts therapy, understand what you're trying to achieve. You're trying to identify the unresourceful parts and you're trying to connect with the resourceful parts. You know, what are you doing? And that way you can, you can ad lib, you can, you know, um, work it yourself. You can, you can get inspired during the session and things just come to you because you're understanding the concept behind everything. Yeah, that's, that's really true. That's one of the things that uh, I teach my students all the time. I say, you can't do anything wrong. The only thing that you can't change is the, the you, you have to start with an induction and you end with an exduction and everything you do in between, yeah. Okay, there is no right order. There is no wrong order. The only thing that you can't flip around is induction and exduction and everything is... The, the, yeah, yeah, one of the things when I'm doing a training, they ask sometimes, oh, but this technique, do you have it written out? I said, no, I just explain you how it works. And now you have to do it yourself with your own words, with your own style, because everybody mm -hmm. is different. Uh, you don't have to be a copy of another hypnotherapist. You have to be yourself and just understand what the goal is, what the technique is about, and just recreate it in yeah. your own way. But when, when you write them uh, everything out, they, they will just read your words and they will do it for the rest of their life. And then, yeah, then it's, and I think that's, that's really good advice that you give. Just understand what you're doing and, and, yeah. and yeah, do it in your own, uh, your own way. 
So yeah, yep. that's um, really, really, really important. So um, what final advice can you give uh, the viewers to keep their business running uh, and going and, and, and their hypnotherapy simple, uh, something that, uh, that you want to share with uh, everybody? So when you are selling a service, get it, get it out of your mindset that you're selling. Just forget about that word sell. And because this is where people get stuck up on. Okay, so you are offering amazing transformational value. So think about, don't think about you and if you get rejected or if the clients don't want to go with you. It's got nothing to do with you. It's about the client. So what I would suggest you do is get your camera and put it out, not in. Stop looking at yourself and worrying about yourself. So when I see a client or a prospect, I think about, wow, I really need to help them because I know their potential. I know what's possible for them and what's going to happen if, they, if, if I don't help them. Where are they going to be? So, of course, I want to overcome their objections. Of course, I want to offer them as much help as possible because I want them to be transformed as opposed to feeling guilty that I'm getting money from them. I mean, all the money in the world is not going to make them happy. That's, that's been proven by so many people who have got a lot of money and are not happy. So that's just an exchange of energy. It's nothing evil. It's just an exchange of energy. But that's what I would say is the most important thing. Get out of your own way. Don't look at it as a sales process, which you hate. Look at it as how can I change and transform this person's life and how will their life be different because I've done that? Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's one of the the things that people, especially therapists, sometimes forget that they they we are giving them something that their life will be, sometimes they they change for forever. They 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 had a problem. I I, I once uh, returned from uh, traveling, and there was a note on my desk that I really had to call back a guy, and he he wanted to speak to me in person and. He called me and he said, Rob, I, I really need to speak to you because you changed my life. Uh, I, I changed this alcohol problem. I changed a sexual problem with him. But I also uh, did something with his daughter, with his father. So actually, the entire family was happy yeah. because of a few sessions that they did uh, with me. So and, and he was so thankful that, yeah, he, he, he would have paid so much oh, more even to get absolutely. all those results so sometimes we are, we are limiting ourselves by by yeah thinking as a, as if it is a sales process i'm i'm a really bad salesperson but i can i can uh uh don't ask me to to sell a car i can't sell a car because i'm not interested in it i can't see the, yeah. the benefits from the people i can say oh this is nice <laughs> i have a nice car myself but i don't i don't i'm not interested in cars so i don't know anything about that but once i know what the benefits will be for for a certain person i can i can explain them and i can i can show them what what they could reach uh, by doing this uh, session or, or or this training and then then i can overcome that that thinking uh, that salesperson thinking because i don't i don't want to be that pushy salesperson but if you think if you think like a salesperson you will become that pushy salesperson exactly if you exactly. if you put that sales process out of your mind and just 
you know that you give them uh, something that that has valid uh, that has value. So so you're not you're not actually selling them something. You're offering them a solution to to exactly, reach their goals. Exactly. And I think that's that's the mindset that that. And I think that one one of the problems, because when when I speak uh, to to a therapist all around the world at different convention, the the one thing that I hear a lot is we don't see enough clients. And and for me it's 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 something like. You don't see enough clients. I had to hire the seven therapists there. because I can't. Yeah, there is everybody. The ev yeah, everybody. <laughs> everybody that you you see in your life is a potential client. So how can you not see enough clients? That that's because you don't you don't know how to convince people of of the value that you're offering. So and that's that's and I think that's that's the mindset of of uh, yeah. We, but we don't want to be the salesperson. But you don't have to be the salesperson. Just talk about what you're doing. Talk yeah. talk about the value that you can offer. And I think that's that's really really important. And, and what you said, Rob, is really important too. Which is you know when people sometimes say brand new therapist, they say oh, but you're telling me to say this, but I don't have any clients. Well, I said, well, do you have people in your life? Do you know people? Because people are clients, right? Like, so if you know people, if people have problems and you've got a solution to that problem, that's a prospect. Yep. So we all know people, just like you said. And um, I think one final thing that I'd like to say about that whole process is, and this made a big difference to me, which is don't be attached to the outcome. Like if in the end that person does not want to go with you, for whatever reason, it's okay. Don't be attached to that outcome. It doesn't mean that there's anything bad about you. It doesn't mean that your business is not going to work out. It doesn't mean that you don't know what you're doing. It just means that that connection did not eventuate. That's all it means. Yep. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it, it can be just, yeah, you have a chat I with mean, somebody. Whatever. There's no click. It, it yeah, it, it can be bad timing. Can be they, they don't have the money at that moment. It can be it can be anything. But if you yeah, if you're always going to to be like a bit depressed when you don't uh, yeah. sign up a client or when you don't get the appointment, then of course I I have the same when I, when I talk with with uh, potential students or whatever or, or at conventions mm. I talk with people and I say oh maybe I, I sign up for your training. And then they don't. Okay, no worries. But yeah. the thing, the thing that I I, I try to also uh, explain to my therapists a lot is maybe you uh, sometimes uh, we get uh, like uh, questions to do some lectures uh, at at certain uh, uh, service clubs or whatever. And then sometimes they say, yeah, but uh, we did the lecture over there. We we, we talked like one hour and a half and. Uh, Nobody booked an appointment. I say, okay, but that's no worries. They are still potential clients. Maybe now they were not in the in the right mindset to book an appointment. But sometimes you, I, I have clients coming exactly. to me from talks I did like five years ago. They say, I yes. remember that you did this and this, and you talked about that. And so you plant the seed, and you have to you have to think long term. Yes. And I think that's also one of the the issues. People are sometimes uh, thinking short term, and short term is is yeah, that's not what we are selling. We are, we are offering something that yeah, you might have use of us in in like five years maybe, or or then you're ready to become a non-smoker, and not now. Uh, so right. or, or then right. you're ready to or you want to do something uh, on your weight because you're going to get married or whatever so you have a reason you have a, a benefit and that's that's uh, planting the seed is, is so important yeah. and being front of mind so that they know that when they are ready they know who to go to yeah 
of course, that, that they still remember you, that the moment they decide they want to change something in their life, that you are the first person that pops in their mind. They say, okay, I saw that uh, lady or that guy speaking about hypnosis uh, and yeah, it sounded really interesting. Let's, let's give him a call. So yeah, that's what you, exactly. what you want at the end, of course. Okay, so Helen, thank you very much. Uh, first, before we end this interview, how can people reach you? Where, they, where can they find you? Is there something uh, that uh, uh, you spoke, we were talking in the, in the simple question rounds, uh, we spoke about books. Uh, I know for a fact that you wrote one, so tell people about it. Okay, well, it's behind me. You can see the one in the white cover, it's called Mindset Dominance. Um, but I think the best way for people to reach me is on my website. So it's, it's helenmitis.com. So H-E-L-E-N-M-I-T-A-S.com. And in fact, if you send me an email at helen at helenmitis.com, um, if you are a hypnotherapist, I would be happy to send you a free uh, resource guide, which is nine ways to attract clients that are either free completely or very low cost because I think you know a mistake that therapists make is that they they don't know what to spend money on when they first start with marketing and I always think that low-hanging fruit is really important so how can I make an impact without spending a fortune so when I first created a six-figure business in my first year of hypnotherapy I didn't have sales funnels I didn't have you know Google ads I didn't have paid Facebook advertising but what did I do so if you send an email to Helen at helenmidas.com I can send you a free resource guide and that um, and that will help you okay so I will put all those details also in the show notes on the website and so people uh, can reach you and uh, get in touch with you uh, you awesome. also have a, a Facebook group. Uh, maybe you can tell something about that. Uh, it's also an interesting Facebook group. Yeah, so I've got Hypnosis Business Success. I've got 3,100 hypnotherapists on there. I'm very strict about who I allow in. So they're only um, therapists on there. And so um, we have a theme day every day. Um, I do lives quite regularly on there. And it's a community group, so you can do posts as well. And um, every Tuesday, is the only day that you can promote. So if you have something of your own service to promote, all you need to do is do hashtag talk it up Tuesday and you can promote your stuff on Tuesday as well. But most importantly, and the most important about it, thing about it is that it's a community yeah. and that's what it is. And another thing that uh, your people might be interested in is once a month, I have a meetup group mm. called Hypnosis Business Success. And you know, because you were a presenter yep. at the first virtual meetup. Yeah, yeah, the, of so, course, yeah. Because it was meant yep. to be live, but it ended yep. up being virtual. So yep. I've had this meetup now for nearly five years. And the purpose of it is to create a strong community where every single month we get an amazing presenter. And so it used to be held you know, here in Melbourne, but now it's global because it's virtual and it's going to stay virtual. I'm not taking it back to a live event. And uh, it's the first Tuesday of every month. It's an awesome session. If you can't make the session, you'll get a recording straight away that night. So our next speaker, uh, she is a celebrity um, expert. So they call her on TV and radio here. Uh, she's, a, she's Her name is Dr. Louise Ma. And she's going to be talking to us about having difficult conversations, body language, she's a body language expert, 
and all the rest of it. So um, that's on meetup.com. So there's lots of resources out there. Okay. You just need to, need to connect. Okay. I will put all the links in the show notes so people can find uh, those things. And, and especially the meetup for the ones in uh, Europe, I think it's, uh, it, it's like 10 o'clock in the morning for us or something. Uh, so because yeah, time zones, but yeah, there is a recording, so people from all around the world can uh, yeah, can, yeah, and that's, that's that the blessing. And... You know, there's there's blessings with everything, and this is what COVID. One of the blessings with COVID was that, um, you know, it it's made it accessible to people all around the world now. Whereas previously, people were saying, "I wish you were in my city, so you could do a meet up here." Well, I am here now. Yeah, now you're everywhere. <laughs> I'm everywhere. Yeah, yeah, you're everywhere. So yeah, that's the that's one of the good things. Uh, there, there are always positives uh, on on those bad things happening. There's always uh, I learned uh, so many new things. Uh, so many, uh, I got new ideas. Everybody, uh, yeah, is 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 getting positives out of it as well. Uh, all the, although there are some uh, negatives. So Helen, thank you very much for this thank interview, you. and I hope to see you somewhere in the world really soon.